Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Welcome to the podcast, conscience that made us. Interviews and stories, tales from the bus. We love taking you back to when it all went down. The greatest live shows and that cheering crowd sound. It's concerts, concerts that made us, concerts that made us.com. What's the story, lads? This is Alex from Break Loose, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us. Rock and roll, baby.
Alex, you're very welcome to concerts that made us. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it, man. I have to say now, I'm genuinely delighted to get you on the show. I remember catching you back at Rocketon earlier this year, and ever since I've been kicking myself that I didn't get a chance to talk to you on the day, so I'm glad this is finally coming around. Thank you. Lovely to be here then. So you guys just released Rebel Rebel, Evil Like the Devil. Holy crap, what a song. I mean, it's constantly stuck in my head. Give us the the inside details on it. Spill the beans. So Rebel Rebel, Evil Like the Devil, that's actually a song that we created last year in, in the studio. I had, we were working on this song. It was quite like, because our guitarist David, he's, um, he's quite influenced by, by Rammstein. And uh, I just had this melody because I wanted to like, we don't have some sort of like, uh, well, at least until now, we didn't have back then a, um, a kind of like a chanting song, you know, that, you know, people, as, as you as you mentioned there before, before the interview, that gets into your head, you know, and uh, really gets into your head. So I just wanted to kind of like have this, I had this idea to to build like kind of like a, a chanting song that people could sing along. And, and it's, I mean, I don't know if you 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 haven't seen us live. Yeah, you mentioned there you haven't seen us live, but I mean playing this the song live is just amazing because people get so much into it, man, with, with the chorus. It's just like we also have a massive like stop, a breakdown in the middle, and people just are shouting the the, the chorus. So it's absolutely amazing. And um yeah, I just uh we're just kind of kind of like figuring out the uh if the riff that David had was fitting the uh the my melody he changed then the riff to fit the the melody you know the rebel rebel evil like the devil and then our our drummer didn't have the brilliant idea to incorporate this uh some sort of like nine inch nails some sort of like industrial drum beat that's quite kind of like dance into it you know so uh once we heard that once we heard the uh, that with with the riff and the melody we were like oh this is gonna be a hit. This is this is it, man. So that was kind of like the, the creative process. We do um we do rehearse every every week in in, in Glasnevin in this uh, place called uh, Pirate Studios in Dublin Nine. And uh, yeah, the uh, the song I guess came about into existence uh, in 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 that that I don't know maybe September september or maybe a year yeah from now maybe november september last year yeah we've been playing this song since uh since september last year and we finally got the chance to record that this year and uh now it's out yeah man that's a that's a bit of a wait now to get it from your live set to actually being released but how did you guys approach the recording and the production well, we have a, a friend in, uh, we didn't actually, for this one, it's funny because we do work a little bit on the uh, pre-production of songs with our our, our um, Bulgarian friend and producer. And uh, we didn't did, did that for this one, you know, and we went just straight into the studio. And once our producer just heard it, he was like, whoa, you guys, you know, you guys know what you want. And uh, let's just record this. And uh, he's very, he's very, actually, I mean, the, the production of the song is top notch, man. I mean, not to say anything bad, but in the past, in 2022, we were approached by by uh, renowned uh, producers, uh, Mark Beham from from the Killers and uh, other lads there, uh, looking for uh, kind of like an easy fix, you know. And we were we were we were yeah, I mean the name, you know, Mark Beham is just they, he produced the Killers and this other guy, I don't remember the name, he produced another band and. Um, our man, you know, this, this, our, our guy from, from, he's based here in Dublin. He has a lovely studio there in, in Dumboin. 
And uh, we were like, we're going to go with this guy because he understands our sound, understands, I mean, what we, what we want to achieve, you know. So uh, it was it was great, you know, going to the studio. We have we recorded another four songs that we haven't released yet, but uh, we just went there. It took us like maybe around two months, you know, to, to finish everything, the drum tracks, everything. But uh, yeah, man, very, very happy with um, how things uh, went, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. And, you know, usually how do you approach songwriting? You know, obviously this one was a, from the concept it was to get people moving and everything. But normally, how do you approach writing songs? Where do you find your inspiration? Well, I have actually a book here. Very famous poet. Ah. Arthur Rimbaud, a French poet from the, uh, from a cursed poet from the list of cursed poet like Baudelaire and Rimbaud. And um, I love poetry, man. I mean, one of my biggest inspirations actually is, you know, during the nights I like to, uh, my brother gave me a whole, a whole compilation of, uh, of poems uh, last year from Allen Ginsberg, a really known poem of the of the uh, big generation from the early 40s. You know, Jack Kerouac also, um, this lad, lad from Naked Lunch was his name, and William Burroughs. And uh, Edgar Allan Poe, man, like, I love poetry. I love, um, yeah, I guess I love mythology. I love Greek mythology, uh, any sort of, like, uh, you know, Celtic mythology. I'm not that much aware or kind of, like, I don't have much of a big background in Celtic mythology. I'm actually learning now, living here in Ireland for the past five, four years. But I guess inspiration is just, I don't know, man, like, it's just, it's easy. I mean, it's not easy to say because if I want to sit down at night and just say, like, oh, I want to just write a piece of, 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 you know, a lyrical thing and then, you know, put some, some, some music, music in it, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't come that way. You know, it's more of like going out for a walk. And then, for example, yesterday I just wrote a poem. I was going to to the gym there, and the the moon was absolutely beautiful. I'm actually obsessed with the moon and 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 you know starlights and, and moon nights, you know. And I just wrote a poem about the moon. And I think just the creative process just comes like just you know walking yourself and being yourself, you know. And I maybe maybe on a on a yeah any sort of random night and going on a walk or after having maybe conversations with people that, you know, that they kind of like are interested in the same things that you're interested or different things that you're experienced. Uh, and uh, then you just throw up everything down in paper. And uh, I think that's the way that works for me. I'm the lyricist and the, uh, I write lyrics, the melodies for the, for the band. And uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's how the creative process works in my head, you know? <laughs> I like it. I like it. And it's a nice segue. The tagline for the band, I love it. A poet and three rock and rollers. So I suppose you better tell us, how did Break Loose come to be? What's the story behind the band? Well, it's been a, it's been a I guess, a, well, I'm a, it's been a, a tedious, I wouldn't say tedious, it's been, it's been a long, long process. I mean, we've been going on um since 2019 and then we we reassembled in 2021 you know after the pandemic and so on we got new members but uh i came here from uh from venezuela back in 2018 and then i started uh, in bim this this institute in, in francis street i think i kind of very proactive the institute and after after doing uh songwriting course and i think what was the other one uh vocals yeah i just i just left and then i just you know started to to look for people man to form a band and a rock band to just you know kind of like have a bit of a, 
adding, you know, uh, I had the idea to form this band because I'm quite inspired by, by a band such as, you know, doors and bands, uh, you know, just uh, misfits and things like that, that they incorporate different elements in the doors. They add like spoken word poetry or songs. And I wanted to form a band um, kind of like that very, I'm a lot into theater. So I started looking for members. Then we started these shows. And then um, that's how Break Loose came about. We played, I mean, we played uh, so many shows in Dublin and uh, then around Ireland in 2019, pandemic happened. And then, you know, uh, things, you know, changed. I, uh, unfortunately, it's it's it's, it's hard. Uh, people maybe don't realize this sort of things, but it's hard to get the right sort of people in terms of, I, I am more, because look, I, I, pay, I play a little bit of guitar, you know, but I'm more, uh, what would be a poet, lyricist, and I have just melodies in my head and I just tell the lads kind of like the way things go and then, you know, they kind of like follow me and then they create things, you know, but it's it's hard to find the right sort of people in terms of like mindset, you know, because you can find this amazing guitarist that plays everything, but he it doesn't play the simple sort of things and he doesn't have the, the, the mindset to, to continue, you know, to keep going, man. This is a this is a long term journey, man. This is that a journey that we want to have for the rest of our lives in terms of who you know. Imagine break loose in 10, 20 years, you know, like it's it's a thing that you have to kind of like envision for how who could you be in terms of you know uh, uh, touring and and you know albums out, etc. Touring around the world, that's a thing that's gonna take time, you know. So people want to expect, you know, kind of like. A, short-term success and it's not like that and um yeah after after you know a few years of different members sacking i guess different people because uh, i i don't know i guess i'm i'm really into more of a attitude guy in terms of the, if you have the attitude you want to put the hard work you want to because it's not only you know it's it's about the art it is about the art but it's just not only like you need to know about like your business mentality you need to know about like aesthetics because people you know People like to be, as um, Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead said, you want to be, you want to go to a show, you want to see a rock star, you know, you want to be inspired by that. You don't want to go into a show and see, I don't understand, I mean, no offense, all these indie bands or whatever that they go into a show and they're like in their pajamas. I'm like, not into that because then I want to go, I want to see a guy or a girl, whatever, that looks like amazing. I'm like, whoa, this is why I inspired to, you know, to, 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 and that's what got me eventually into, into rock music, seeing that energy live and um yeah but uh going back to the question yeah it's uh it's, we started 2021 and now 2020 sorry 2019 21 we reestablished or you know reassembled new members and then now uh we released a couple of songs and uh yeah man it's it's doing it's doing great so far and uh music scene here is boston we're now we played in london a few times and uh we're going to go hopefully the end of the year and next year also to play other shows we're working with this promoter there and uh yeah see what happens man but uh so far so so good i don't know if that i answer your question so far that, uh... you did perfect perfect something that i'm intrigued by and i'm sure the listeners are the same especially the ones that know the band you done motocross back in venezuela but were you active as a musician back then as well uh no no I was always into music. I mean, motocross. It's it's uh, back in the day when I was a kid. I grew up with punk rock, punk rock music. You know, listening to No Effects, Crazy Town. Well, Crazy Town is not even punk rock, but like, um, you know, um, all these uh, British rock bands. Uh, and like, yeah, I mean, I was always like, 
I remember going into the races and going into even, you know, the weekends I used to practice, take my, my bike, pump that up in the pickup and then go to the track and just like get into that adrenaline rush by, you know, by slip, not listening to slip, not listening to type of negative, you know, uh, dancing, all this, uh, the cold, whatever, all these huge bands and then getting that adrenaline rush, uh, in the track and the races. And then, um, and then I guess, uh, once I stopped doing that, I was like, well, I need to, to, I guess I need to transform or I need to kind of like, I don't know, I need to find something similar. And I found that in, in rock music and performing rock music. So I guess that's uh, how uh, I got into, I guess, singing and then becoming a frontman for a front in a rock band. But uh, what was the, sorry, what was the question? Or you, you were, <laughs> well, uh, were you active as a musician back in Venezuela? Oh, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I, I did have, um, well, uh, before I left, because the um, there was a crisis, a terrible crisis that happened back in 2000, when I was there, 2015. I was in um, Doors. We did a show, two, two, two shows, actually, with my brother. We were in, um, well, it was like a, the Doors and the Strokes. We did a cover of the Strokes and then, Five, five covers of the Doors, Doors, Strokes uh, cover band. We did two shows. That was my, my first two shows, and then that was it. And then I just came to 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 Europe. Yeah, but no, I definitely never. I as I told you, I, I mean, I play a little bit of guitar. I actually, I'm now uh, doing some guitar lessons online. And uh, but no, I was not active at all as a musician. Right, right. And, you know, the Irish music scene then, what's it like for a band trying to get recognition and break into the scene? I, I've, my listeners obviously get insights into the music scene in America, South Africa, other countries, but weirdly enough for an Irish podcast, I rarely give them insights into the Irish scene. So can you tell us all about it? Yeah, I mean, from my, I guess, perspective, perspective of, of or the i guess short uh experience that i have so far since i guess maybe 2019 so that's been uh what that's been what five years i guess yeah mm-hmm. years ish yeah yeah uh, i absolutely i mean i love ireland man like i've been here uh i say to to two people even to to my little bird that i have there in my gaff <laughs> i say to her like i'm from dublin you know i'm a proper bob <laughs> you know i actually love the the people the culture uh, how like friendly people are here i love i love guinness man and i i love you know even like i back back then the pandemic i was listening to the dubliners and when i mean playing water for different uh places like it's i'm amazed in how many good bands especially outside of dublin uh there are man the scene is is busting there's bands and like you wouldn't imagine like bands in any sort of genre, like, uh, you know, especially like I'm not talking about like hip hop, pop or any other sort, sort of genres. I'm talking about live bands, you know, either rock, any sort of like rock metal. Metal is huge in Cork and uh, there's a great scene like of kind of like alternative uh, rock bands in, in Waterford. We're actually going to play Galway this this year. A uh, band there contacted us and through Instagram that they were they lo- love our stuff and they invited us to play a gig there. So we're going to go play in, in Galway. But I, I think the scene is for any sort of band that you want to start and you want to kind of like, uh, you know, get your name out there. It's great. You know, you got great places, especially here in Dublin. The lads, you know, uh, from Fear McGee's, uh, they're they're great. You know, I will say that Fear McGee's, I mean, they're it's it's the best, one of the best live pops in Dublin in terms of their their, their mindset of, you know, of taking in bands and any sort of bands and like you know, ex- um, giving them that exposure. Exposure, you know, 
there's other venues that we played, you know, works, man. Some sort of, it's more of a, I guess, you know, a specific show that you try to sold out, promote that for three months that we did that, um, 2021 and Latin this year, but, uh, there's also Wheelands. Wheelands more like, you know, okay, what sort of, you know, genre are you playing? Are you more, if you're a death metal, whatever, they're like, no, no, this is not for you. The place for you, which is a bit, bit like, you know, because then an, a band, I don't know, behemoth or any, not behemoth, but any other, maybe um, not that known, well-known bands come from Sweden or wherever. And they were playing Willens and we we're like, oh, what the? but the, uh, I mean, the scene is absolutely buzzing, man. It's, 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 I'm, I'm amazed. I've been such, I mean, I've, I've been amazed in terms of, such a such a small country you know uh um in terms of also population you know Dublin is like one million people and it's 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 great to see how many uh bands are out there and the yeah I mean the uh we were we even play a, a gig uh, la, uh 2022 in Charlie with this lads from um I think the last what's the name of the band the last Vinci or I don't remember the name of the band but uh but uh, it's it's great, man. It's it's I absolutely love it, and it's 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 good because bands, I guess, in a way, bands help each other to to kind of like uh, break through a little bit out there in the local scene. We are kind of like I guess quite established now in the, in the local scene. Apart from that, to be able to break through, I mean, break out of Ireland, I guess you need to, you know, as every every musician does, you need to get outside of Ireland because it's quite quite small, you know. But that that is another thing, you know. I guess you need to start working with an agency, get a booking agent, and start investing money. We were gonna do a tour actually last year. A promoter from Alice in Chains that he uh, Alice in Chains back in the, in the early nineties. Imagine that yeah. he got in touch with us. And he wanted to bring us, you know, to 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 the states, and we we're like, oh, that's absolutely amazing. He was like, okay, it's it's uh, thirty, it's thirty k, thirty thirty thousand, thirty thousand dollars, and we're like, what? <laughs> we're like, what? Like we're like, well, thank you, but like, I mean, yeah. we have to release our album, so that's a thing we're gonna do in the future. But it's it's just a lot of money. But to answer your question, I uh, it is Boston, it's a great scene, and plenty of places to play. Just uh, you know, via a, a band, any sort of band starting, just get in touch with you know, with venues, promoters, get in touch with bands, get in touch with people. You know, mark. I mean, not market. What you call it? Like um, network your your band, and uh, I guarantee you, you will have great time here in in anywhere in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You actually touched on something very interesting there. The price, you know, because. I know people outside the scene or just average music listeners probably think, oh, a band just has to get discovered and that's it. They're shoe to stardom. But they don't realize that, like I work with a couple of companies and they will market your band and sign you to a label. But like what you don't realize is you have to pay a ton of money for the exposure and everything for those guys to do that, you know, and it's something that I think when you're just getting into the music industry or even just a listener, you don't realize you're a little naive about it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. 100%. And people sometimes don't realize ourselves. I mean, we, we've made ourselves, uh, we've made a name of, from, of ourselves out there in the local scene because we, I mean, myself and the lads, we've spent a lot of money, man, in, 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 in promoting, uh, the the previous songs yeah i mean doing a music video now we're going to do another music video sometimes people don't realize that that's like you know doing a music video that's uh at least a minimum of 1k 1000 euros and promoting the song and then working with an agency you know agency ask money you know so it's 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 all you know throw 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 and uh see you know see then what will be the um what you can get out of it you know but um 
but yeah, it is. It is hard, man. It is hard. Yeah. Coming yeah, back. Exactly. And before we get on to concerts, then, what would you say is the biggest challenge you guys have faced as a band, and how did you overcome it? The biggest challenge so far, I would say, it is it's still it's, it is still a challenge for for us at, at, at the moment, man. Um, it's finding it's finding a, a booking agent and also kind of like <clears throat> breaking breaking through and getting the right contacts here in Ireland to get you because we've seen, for example um this lad what was a lad a lad a booker in worksman he was like he was playing electric picnic and he was like man like why were you why weren't you guys playing here and i was like i don't know I, i've tried to reach out to promoters in electric picnic and it's like i mean it's 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 hard to to um to i mean the 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 the, the challenge for us is finding the the right booking agent there's some because here in ireland as i was saying it's a small country there's there's aiken which is a big promoter agency and there's mcd you know they have all the market you know and they bring all the big bands and uh it's it's hard you know for us uh uh to to kind of like um get in any of those any contacts so for example blackstone cherry came and played last night in 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 the academy and we were like i was sending my emails like hey lots you're running this gig you know would you do us for even, even like i don't know maybe minutes to get a slot to for for blacks and cherry and that didn't happen it's just i so i guess that the challenge for us is just uh once you get into a level in which you are like uh, an underground level which you are established locally in, in your genre or in the uh, music scene then i guess breaking through through finding the right book agent that can get you the kind of like that that, that exposure that's like the next level you know in terms of like you know booking you for big festivals you know uh supporting a, a band uh that's going to tour around europe or even some sort of bands like the darkness and uh the cult are coming here both on november and december this year so i'm aiming to, to to kind of like you know push to to get those shows even like you know opening like you know five songs three three songs you know for them for the cult for our idols you know for for that so i guess that the challenge uh, our challenge right now for us is is find the uh i guess the right maybe you can call it a you know, booking agent manager or even uh, uh a label that can help us with with uh with gigs because i do all the rest of the things you know we upload our music into our distributor we use a, a distributor from from new york called sparta distribution they distribute our music and uh, we promote our stuff. You know, I work with all the um, social media, Instagram, the TikTok, all the different things. Like we got a website, everything like that. So now it's just finding the uh, the right guy who's just like, okay, look at this lads. Like they're, you know, they're very like serious and committed to, to their art. So let's help them out with, you know, getting them those or some tours to, 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 to kind of like break through the local scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully it'll happen this year anyway, because you guys should be like you guys should be on the radio every day, you know, especially in Ireland. But we'll get on to concerts as a concert goer now. What concerts would you say have made you? I mean, I, 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 that's such a difficult question. Like, uh, I mean, I guess the thing to say will be. Yeah, you know, go, going to Metallica and going to Guns N' Roses. Uh, La, um, last year crew uh this year you know and all the big bands that i saw uh from south america and in venezuela and uh, sort of a big argentinian uh, band and all this uh santana uh, that i saw in, in the 90s you know um i was like blown away but uh it's funny because i even like i've seen you know um 
bands that they're like they're very niche bands like for example this lads um stoner rock band that i saw in the in the voodoo launch uh when i came here in ireland uh, they i think they're still going i don't know if they're still going called orange goblin and i was like totally amazed by 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 the band and uh that was one of my favorite concerts because they uh the frontman the the mic broke and he just threw the mic to the to the crowd and he was just having having a ball you know having the crack and he was spitting out kind of like till Lindemann and dust in terms of water and then spit spitting out water and i kind of like incorporated that into the break loose show not that i'm actually directly spitting water to people <laughs> just spitting up into into myself you know into 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 the city and i think it looks really cool you know um kind of like Marilyn Manson sort of sort of thing that he does yeah but um I will say that because I mean I've been to a lot of concerts man uh throughout the years I mean even back back in the day in Venezuela I've seen uh two times Metallica I haven't actually <clears throat> seen my I mean obviously I would love to to I don't know if that's maybe one of the next questions but uh I would love to would have loved to you know I guess travel back in time and and see uh the doors live in new york in uh, madison square garden um but uh, yeah that's 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 not gonna happen you know same as you know type of negative not gonna happen velvet revolver you know not gonna happen um what else the cold are coming so hopefully i can i can see them this year either playing with them or if not getting you know to see ian astonbury and um but yeah um I guess that that will be my I mean I don't know my a- answer that like uh, any sort of I love punk rock gigs because it's an absolute mess. So if you re- really want to get into like the crowd it's they're amazing uh sort of rock punk bands to go and um what are the gigs like I don't know man like so many gigs that's such a hard question like yeah it's a good list. It's a good list. You've named some uh, top class bands there. And now the part we're all looking forward to, your own gigs. For any listeners that haven't caught any of your gigs, give us all the details. Lay it out first, the full experience. Okay, there's experience will be very theatrical, very interactive with the crowd. I always say that, um, you know, as as I would say this phrase, that we, we live and die in the blink of an eye. So I tell the lads, the audience, so we're going to die today for you, you know, in terms of, you know, I usually love throwing myself out into the floor and absolutely kicking my knees or my head. I even broke my 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 forehead in water for once and uh, absolutely given, given everything, you know, and I love the... Um, the incorporation of you know of faces of like you know crazy faces of like the dynamics of like bringing things up bringing things down we do some sort of like shamanistic in between and one of our songs called in flames we do this like i st- I, I say that i'm up some sort of like preacher that i start uh kind of preaching this long poem called reptilian possibilities that i wrote um a couple of years ago and uh yeah it's quite an energetic we all go Absolutely uh, uh, crazy. We're quite tight as a band because you know I'm really like um, I'm really you know focused on on, on rehearsals and like uh, all, not myself also. That's where you know we always want to deliver. It doesn't matter if it's for two people or thirty thousand people. Hopefully, um, we just need to you know every time you know because like this is what we do. This is what we love to do. So. We need to absolutely kill it every time. It doesn't matter who we're playing for, what sort of gig we're doing. So, 
it's uh it's that and um you will expect from our break loose gigs you know great energy i guess great you know great riffs great songs spoken word poetry and having the crack having the laugh uh, interacting with us singing our songs especially this one now rebel rebel evil like the devil and uh, what else? Myself falling into the floor and uh, unexpectedly because people would be like, oh, people like there was a gig we were playing in Chennai. People stand up. They're like, oh, my God. You know, I thought that this, the singer had a heart attack and I was just myself, you know, <laughs> falling into the floor because I, I guess, copied that or took that from, uh, you know, frontmen such as um, I think Jim Morrison and Bon Scott uh, back in the day used to do that. <laughs> and um and yeah, man. So it's uh, it's every time we play. Also for 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 your audience, every time uh, that you're listening now, every time we play, we play. It's every time we play a show. It's you wouldn't expect to play and for us to do the same thing. You know, we always try to just for every show we're playing, we do something different. Even like I really like to go because um, we're a rock band, and we I mean we I really like to kind of like live the moment and experiment bit of like with the spoken word poetry or kind of like with the different theatrical things that I do, maybe, you know, I do something a little bit different every show, you know? So if you come to a break loose show, you will definitely be expecting a great um, live rock band and uh, yeah, having the time of your life, man. Sounds like one hell of a night. Yeah. I have to say now, just one off the cuff, Jim Morrison and the doors have came up a couple of times now so far. Where does this love for them come from? <clears throat> it's a funny story. Um, as I like poetry, um, uh, I think I was reading an article when I was like, um, maybe it's funny. But f- first of all, well, actually, my um, a guy that I used to, I think I haven't heard from him. I actually never heard from him again in Venezuela. When I was like 10 years of age, he he uh, gave me a CD, The Very Best of the Doors. And I just I, I looked at, at the at the at the at the cover at the at the front the front part and I was like there was just, there was just Jim Morrison like that and I was like whoa what's this you know this looks very like interesting I just put it in my in my in my wardrobe and I never and, and then when I was like maybe eighteen nineteen I took took the, the CD and start listening to it and uh, I don't know man I guess like. Before that, I was I mean, not. I think it was around twenty twenty one. Because before that, I was in Venezuela. I was into well, I, I was into experimenting because I was a lot into meditation. I did motocross, but uh, I was also like uh, mad into you know, I guess experimenting with consciousness, marijuana, LSD, you know, and um, and then one, once you know, I was a huge acid head back in the day, in terms of. Uh, uh, I actually haven't done mushrooms yet, but I was acid is a, it's quite dangerous because it's you know it just it just can actually like damage your, your switch. Yeah, your your brain temporarily because you it's 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 I don't know it, there's a lot of things in there that I'm actually not even aware of. But uh, I was a lot into acid and poetry back then, back in the day because I used to um, when yeah, I guess in between seasons and even when I before preparing myself for the motocross season. I remember one year um, I fractured all my um, I fractured my my arm over here and my leg, and I was just uh, six months just uh, being able to do anything, no exercise, no nothing, and I started listening to the Doors, and I was like, I, it just absolutely changed and changed my my I guess musical perspective forever, you know, 
And so I absolutely, I mean, because the Doors is just not people, you know, associate the Doors with Jim Morrison. It's, it's not just Jim Morrison. The Doors is the Doors is as every band, you know, Queen, whatever. It's a whole thing. And like I was just absolutely amazed by Rain Manzarek's ability to play, you know, bass with one hand and the keyboard with another hand. Such a blues then approach terms of the uh, i mean such a short career in five years releasing so much albums and the the, the 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 i guess the quality of the material that they put out there and uh yeah i, I was just totally amazed by it and uh obviously listen to that you know either smoke pot or taking some micros in an acid or taking half a tab of acid i was just absolutely blown away songs like you know when the music is over uh, that phrase cancel my subscription to the resurrection. I took that and put that on flames, which I say in flames that spoken word poetry, poetry part basically in, took well, not copied from basically took that from it. I say there's no resurrection, there will be no fucking resurrection. And songs as the end, you know, my brother's a huge film head in New York, you know, Apocalypse Now, like watching that and like, yeah, man, that uh, I, I think I think that that's one of my top bands and up favorite bands. Ever. So I think that that comes from 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 that from back then, you know, just blown away by by listening to them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Like that myself from an early age, I was deep, deep into the doors and Jim Morrison, his poetry, the music, everything. Just yeah. I was like a sponge just soaking it up. Even now he's like, they're my go to, you know, I'll always go back to the doors. But, you know, right, what's your what's your favorite track? What's your favorite? uh my favorite track that is a good one i think it is uh not to touch the art but it's the live version you know yeah it's a nice the studio version is good but it doesn't have the same energy and i feel like it's the one track where you can really hear his voice come true to what it's supposed to be you know yeah and it's the wildness but i was going to ask you well what's your favorite doors track then um I love um, when the music's over live. Also, um, I think they have great, uh, great recordings from that nineteen uh, seventies January. I think twenty eighth of January, twenty seventh of January from that New York show. I think there's a live even in YouTube. You can see Crawling King Snake, um, quite a blues like that version of that live version. But uh, <clears throat> the best doors doors track. Jesus, I love uh, uh, Peace Frog. Um, I know. I mean, all, all the all the classic ones. Uh, you know, Roadhouse Blues, Light My Fire, Love Me Two Times. But I think they're they're the, yeah they're, they're I think one of their ma- masterpieces is um even that 1968. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video on YouTube that they did in in Sweden that they're like in black and white that they're performing. I love um yeah I love I think will be when the music's over, man. I think that will be one of my favorite uh favorite um doorstruck yeah. No, I wouldn't blame you now. I love his voice on that. It's a, yeah, it's real, just smooth and it's perfect, you know? And yeah. do you guys ever cover any of their songs in your live set then? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We, um, we did one, we did also one of my favorite tracks, Five to One. Five to One is absolutely amazing. We did cover that one and Breaking Through. We did kind of like a hybrid between Breaking Through and Five to One, same as Hollywood Vampires, this uh, band from Alice Cooper. They, uh, they also do kind of that, that thing where we're like, oh, this lot, they do this thing. We saw a concert, Johnny Depp singing that. And I was like, what the, let's do this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we do. We do also, we did an amazing cover, kind of like a step down or strip down, better say, uh, version of Thin Lizzy, um, 
Don't Believe a Word. And uh, what other covers? We do a great cover of Rebel Yale, Billy Idol. Absolutely love Billy Idol. I forgot to totally mention him. One of my biggest inspirations is Billy Idol. And um, Wicked Game, the HIM finished version of kind of like, well, I guess Wicked Game is Chris Isaac, but we do um, take, I guess, Rocket Up, same as, as HIM from Finland, they, they used to do. And also HIM, huge inspiration, Villavalo and all those lads. Absolutely adore that band. Um, but yeah, the doors covers will be. We did five to one, and um, yeah, five to one and breaking through, yeah, because you know, you know, we don't have a keyboardist, so it's it's yeah. it's it can be uh, you know, hard to <laughs> replicate, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, back to your own gigs, then, if you think about every gig you've played so far, is there one that sticks in your mind as maybe the most perfect night you've had? Yeah, it's 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 funny because like um, sometimes as a musician, maybe other musicians they they think the same as me, and that once you have a gig, you know, I usually kind of like just go for it, you know, and go for it, and like because every gig, you know, things happen, you know, our guitars and rocked on last year, the amp blew up, you know, we're like, oh my god, what's going on, you know, then um, sometimes playing fevers uh, or even we play a gig in the Grand Social, the the sound was like, oh, the sound guy was like, I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's going on here? Like, it was absolutely uh terrible but uh it's just every gig is a surprise you know but um i guess it's learning experience and you once you 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 and not envision once you see yourself i mean you look back and you see all the gigs that you played and you're like you know they're all of them are perfect in a way you know because you're there you're in the moment in the i guess the eternal present moment you just you just absolutely there merge absolutely into the moment so but answering your questions your questions are i think the perfect gig in terms of a gig that like i absolutely uh adored was the um the gig that we played that we sold out um coming back from the pandemic our first um gig as a as a as a, as a the new break loose 2021 november sold out show in the worksman's downstairs it was the crowd was like i think because people were like not sure if coming to gigs or no because of COVID. That were open, the venues were opening, and I just used to. Uh, I remember doing an Instagram reel and saying, "Lads, you know, five tickets remain." And it was like 150 people, 120 people. That was the sold out. Um, to sold it, sold it out, and uh, they all came, and it was unreal. That one, I think, that one, if not playing 31st of January 2019 in Fear McGee's. That was also a great, great gig. It was. I never seen fevers like that. It was because usually fevers is busy. But that that night was like I think you know people were like this. It was maybe I don't know like maybe like two hundred people and I was just like so packed. And um, that was a great gig in which we got a great I guess exposure in terms of following our uh, people following our Instagram account. Same as supporting Aslan, um, our previous guitarist. He got us a gig in Klein. Uh, we opened for for Aslan, which is Aslan. You know, it's totally different from yeah. the sort of music we do. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that was a great gig. Also, that we got a huge exposure because we played in front of 400, 500 people, and they were just like. And then I remember meeting um, our man, lovely fella, uh, Chris Digman. He was like, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like playing? I mean, he was like, great lad. He was like, it was like, I like your style, lad. Like your style. He was like, it's fucking freezing here. 
And um, yeah, and he told me like, uh, I think it was either him or the, um, I can't remember the name of the fat guy. I think the, the guitarist, like he, the, uh, I think it was, no, it was not, um, oh, no, I don't know. But uh, he told me like, you guys are great. What are you, what are you guys doing? Like playing with us? And I was like, I don't know, man, our guitar is here and playing. Uh, and uh, he got us the gig. It's like, oh, you're great. You're great. You're great. So kind of like, I guess to answer your question, uh, those sort of gigs will be, gigs that will remain in 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 my memory you know mm. yeah 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 and i always say you have to have the good with the bad so is there one gig that sticks out as maybe the worst experience you've had and how did you overcome it yeah actually the worst gig was the gig we played in i don't know what happened to the venue it was in francis street there's tom the thomas thomas house in your base in dublin uh no waterford Oh, Waterford. Oh, deadly, man. We're playing, I'll tell you now the dates that we're playing Electric Avenue in Waterford yes. on <laughs> Friday the 10th of November. Love. I'll be I, there. Absolutely love Waterford, man. I mean, it's such, for such a t- tiny little town, there's like a, a street and it's like, there's like, a, we're playing in a record store, an acoustic show before, and there everything, it, it's like, it's Boston. It's like, it's mad, man. I absolutely love Waterford. It's um, That's a great spot. Yeah, great spot. Great. Uh, also feels like every time I go, I feel like I'm like, I'm going to encounter some sort of, I mean, Viking in the river, whatever, but like, <laughs> it is a Viking town. I, I guess it was a yeah. Viking. But um, in terms of bad gig, um, yeah, we there, there was this venue called uh, in Francis Street, um, dropped that twice. I don't know if you, you it, it's it's close. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not open anymore. We played there in 2019 for the pandemic and um, we played and we played, I think it was, there was, um, I think maybe five people playing, uh, five people, just five or four people just yet. Yeah, there was two lads having a pint there and then um, there was um, our girlfriends there and that was okay. it. And we were just playing and we gave her everything and then in the middle of the set, the... Um, the drummer, because uh, he was this huge Brazilian guy, and he broke his uh, his sticks, and uh, there was no more sticks. Right. And then, yeah, we were like, we're in the in the almost ending the set, and then uh, yeah, we just just did the songs without the drums, man. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And that, yeah, but uh, that was one of our worst gigs in terms of experience. But uh, yeah, I mean, gigs are. Uh, because you know pub gigs and small venue gigs they're always tricky man you know in terms of sound you, you just you're you're just like you just go for it you know because like you even sometimes the works man so i remember playing Chinay, uh this uh, venue in portobello another venue they're like it's just because sometimes you got you know venues and the, the roof the city is quite like it's quite low and there, there's these people coming out from this door and then the sound and like everything mm. is like absolutely a nightmare but it is what it is you know that's that's the you know it's a it's a long way to the top you know if you want to rock and roll man (laughs) true true and you know before you guys get on stage then do you have any rituals how do you psych yourself up and then afterwards how do you wind down that's a good one winding down is it's hard it's a hard one i remember uh remember playing this gig for uh johnny rockets they did a corporate gig in the bottom factory and we uh we played that was a great gig and uh it was it was i think one of the biggest gigs we've done so far and getting out of getting down to to the the backstage which i absolutely love the button factory uh, you know the button factory yeah. right the uh, yeah. yeah 
It's a great, great venue. We'll love to have a gig there, man. And uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a gig there eventually. But uh, the back, backstage, you can see, you know, Bono, and you see all these bands like Lizzie. You see Phil. You know, like it's you're like you feel like you feel like a, a, a proper rock star. You know, mm-hmm. but coming down was like we just it, it's it's just it's kind of like this adrenaline thing that you just want to keep going. You know, um, but um that's that's hard and that's why then you know you go sometimes you know if you have a show next the next day you well you maybe you smoke a doobie and you just eat something and you go you go and you take it easy you know but um uh coming down then you go that's why sometimes you go out on a banter you know because you're, you're like you're so hyped for the night that you're like oh my god this is amazing you know that's what we love what we do you're we're very passionate about about but I guess Break is a very passionate man overall, man. I mean, myself, not only myself, David, the new bassist, Swan Hua guy that we that we just incorporated. He came from Chile, from South America, like myself, and um Dylan in the drums, man. We're very, we're very now very um we get along well. So um before going before going into the stage, <laughs> um I guess it's just a, a little kind of like a, a warm-up thing we do because I usually warm up the voice a lot. And uh, throughout, I remember going to Waterford last year, playing Electric Avenue. I was warming up. I was driving, driving my our previous uh, bases. I was driving him mad because I was just and then the road like you no know, la la, <laughs> and then he was like fucking hell, man. But um, we kind of like you know hug each other and uh, you know we just say like break loose, baby. Boom. And you gotta give us like, like a fist, look at each other, good, good. And then like you know I usually start then. That's like kind of like, yeah the warm up for it you know and then we are aware because every rehearsal you know I've, I've told this about before like you know and I said it here we have to give everything every every gig doesn't matter which gig is you 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 I can I mean I'll get you a ticket man hundred percent you come down to Waterford and uh, you'll see us there, there and you'll be there yeah Friday the tenth of November Friday the tenth of November playing Waterford. Oh. Book it off work the minute this call ends. <laughs> with, with, I don't know the, the lads from Lithium Lounge, Lithium Lounge. Yeah, you know the, the that uh, punk rock band, Lithium Lounge. Yeah, they're from, yeah, we're playing with them. Oh man, yeah. geez, that that's going to be a good night. Yeah, great lads. Ah. And the next one, so I'm sure it rarely happens now, but how do you handle criticism or maybe negative feedback towards your music? That's a good one. Good question, actually. I was interviewed by um, a magazine called uh, Emergent Rock Bands. Um, that was, I think it was, no, it was not this year, la- er, uh, late last year, yeah. And um, the girl, <clears throat> the girl was, um, she was like, oh, love your music. And then um, she said something that like, I was like, I actually told her, no, like you're, you're mistaken. That's not right. She said, "Oh, but you guys, what, I mean, what's, what are you guys in Ireland? You know, are you, are you labeled? Are you categorized as? misogynistics and i was like what do you mean by misogynistic she was like yeah no misogynistic you know that you 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 treat women like shit i was like wait 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 wait. what i mean where are you going with what are you where are you going with this like that's that's yeah i think have you actually googled or looked the the concept in the dictionary of what misogynism or misogynistic actually means means that we hate women i was like we don't we're like at all like minus million percent whatever we don't hate women and we actually told her like why, why are you saying this we're not a misogynistic band like no because you were saying motley crew and all of that we're like i don't know about motley crew motley crew is motley crew break loose break loose be our lyrics my lyrics 
break loose we adore women we we write lyrics about them you know about our relationships with with women you know about like how we you know uh live every day with with uh the women that we love the women that we're passionate about because like i mean it's 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 a i guess it's a great thing to interact with your fans and actually make a song that people resonate for example this song um that we have we haven't we haven't released yet released yet but uh my love's on fire is a song about um you know even all those other songs, Sexy Lady, Cosmic Girl that we have there, trying to tell you about our relationship, that they're about, you know, I guess dealing with relationships as as myself, as a man with a woman, you know. So I was like, I was like, I don't know where you're going with this, but I think you're you're totally mistaken. I mean, we're not a misogynistic band. We absolutely uh, uh, embrace uh, embrace uh, women or any sort of like, I guess, genre that you want to consider yourself, you know. Uh, we were actually going to have a before our our bassist came into the band the guy from chile we were considering having um we did audition her because she was with other bands and actually she she then never replied but we were looking for a, a female bassist and uh that didn't happen but uh that was a tricky one man because she was she wanted to hit there some sort of nail there and i was like no no mm. look look you have to actually be quite aware of like what is like um you know why are you labeling us as misogynistic? Because that's 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 a really you know it's it's a huge it's oh, a it huge could end your career like yeah and I was like I was like no 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 it's like what what are you saying no no this is not correct at all and she was like oh okay well you're right and I was like yep I know <laughs> <laughs> Jesus man that that just shows how dangerous the music journalism or music critics could actually be you know yeah hundred percent man hundred percent yeah. Crazy. And how do you balance your personal life then with the demands of being in a band? Um, well, I mean, personal life, we all, we all have at the moment, we all have uh, full-time jobs and um, um, it's just, I guess, a balance between, because like, I don't know, I am, um, I'm really like, um, at least myself in terms of, I love exercise. I love to, I mean, actually once we finish the interview, I'm going to go to the gym. I love to be in, because as a, as a singer, like, you know, you have to be in great shape, man, because even like, I mean, if I, if I was like some sort of front man, like Dave Grohl, that he also plays guitar and sings, I'll be like, okay, a little bit more chill in terms of being like in a great, I guess, um, physical shape in terms of like, you know, I guess in terms of your cardiovascular um, resistance, whatever, because I'm jumping, blah, 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 doing whatever, shouting. And then like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a aerobic. Uh, yeah, like a workout. Yeah, well, I could work it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think we all, it's it's just um, sometimes like it's hard to find ba- balance, but like, look, I mean, uh, I'm not going to curse, but it's, you know, feck it, feck it, you know, <laughs> feck it. Like, it is in terms of our perspective, like, feck it, it is break loose's number one priority. The rest is just, you know, day to day, day to day, day uh, things, diligences, live things, you know, going to the supermarket. <laughs> getting your stuff, paying your rent, you know, working, all of that. But like when it comes down to, to, to rehearsing, where it comes down to preparing a tour, where it comes down to releasing music, where it comes down to, to, to the band, band for us is number one priority. So I guess in terms of, you know, balancing that can be a little bit, a little bit hard because we need to, you know, I, I always tell the lads, we need to, I, I mean, if you want to make it as a band, there, at least for me, it cannot be like, Oh no, you know, I like, 
this sort of like you know total balance between like you know like uh, I mean if you you need to be absolutely obsessed with, with with it and like go for it for ten years like just like as as uh, this guy Charles Bukowski used to say or even Hunter Thompson from from Fear Love in Las, in Las Vegas like you need to be you need to what's that phrase like go for it and let it kill you like make I mean in I don't know like some sort of phrase that like go for go after something and be be so obsessed with it that let it just you, you know kill you 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 you'll be you will live and you will end up living a total like i mean at least my perspective again uh total like i know you you'll be totally satisfied you wouldn't have any regrets at the end of your life so it is hard to find balance because as i was saying i do like to exercise and i do like to you know uh you know go out for for food and you know then uh, after rehearsal sometimes you know after a gig we, we drink and all that stuff that's part of like we don't drink in the rehearsals we used to but like not anymore um but uh i guess you know if i was said if, if, if i mean to tell you the truth like to say to you hey brian no we're we're the most balanced band no we're not balanced it's just all about like you know break loses the priority like for example now I'm, after we finish the call i'm going to the gym but also i'm talking with some other promoters to book some other gigs then you know tomorrow like um is the release of the song so you do and setting up those all those things and 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 either social media you know making sure everything's you know sharing the song and uh working with the agencies that we're working so uh it is hard to find balance but i guess our mentality would be that there's no balance because you know this is our this is our life this is our priority yeah, man. yeah so exactly <laughs> it never stops never stops how do you kind of are you able to separate say the rock star from the nine to five when you're in your full-time job are you able to focus solely on that and not think about the band no no <laughs> <laughs> no no i um i think it's myself i am a rock star I am a fucking great rock star and I just visualize myself and think every day like that. And uh, yeah, if I could, uh, to be totally honest with you guys and with you, man, like I could just quit my, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't actually, it's just, uh, I, I, I give uh, uh, a fact about the band and about uh, living this life and about embracing the rock, I guess the, the rock star life, which is not the, the rock star life from back in the, um, in the eighties. This is not sex, drugs and rock and roll. You have to, you know, you have to look good. You have to, you know, perform. You have to be at the top of the game, like all your whole, your whole career. I mean, people, agencies, labels, they don't want like, you know, a cu- couple of junkies that then that they just like, they can't perform because, oh, you know, I'm too, I'm too depressed or I'm too busy, you know, drinking alcohol or not, you know, not, uh, you know, d- not creating my craft or not like, you know, nailing my, my craft, you know. So that's, that's, um that's for me of things are so yeah i'm 24 7 this crazy rockster and uh, if i could you know quit my job any moment you know uh i will 100 it's just i haven't well we haven't done at the moment because break loose is not paying rent or food so once uh <clears throat> it does we will definitely be like you know to our bosses whatever bye bye and that's it and commit this 100 percent. but um but uh but at the end of the day you know we are apart from that you know um I am myself. I'm an individual, same as you are. You know, we're human beings. We have, you know, we're here living this, you know, uh, 24-7 reality, this experience, you know, that's been given to us by whoever, you know, by our grandfathers, by, you know, if if you believe in God or not, whatever, whatever life um, 
is about or whatever life is. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, I guess, my, I guess, two faces of my inner nature, you know, my rockstar face, my poetic face, my, my obsessed face. And then there's also, you know, as, as yourself, you know, a human being with, you know, I guess, uh, Things, you know, um, to do diligences, you know, I got to eat, I got to take care of myself. And I also, you know, I also like to, you know, contribute to 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 my friends, my family. You know, you have a family, you know, same as any other, you know, human beings uh, living, you know, living uh, this uh, moment in history and uh, living, you know, our lives. So so I guess those are the uh, the two faces, man, of, of Alex from Break Loose. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And before we get on to the final couple of questions then future plans that are set in stone upcoming gigs new more music lay it all out first yeah so future plans uh we're planning on going abroad ne- next year i mean because um we're doing a tour around ireland um now october november and december we're playing hopefully in in london i'm just about to confirm with the promoter there are two days in london the dates that we have let me just uh read that here to you uh, we have then for um, break in terms of break loose gigs. I'm checking here on Spotify. We have uh, okay, so we have Jarhara on the 14th of October. We're playing we're playing at Mali's, and then we're we're playing Dundalk on the 28th. Then we're playing Fear McGee's uh, 31st of October, Halloween night. And then again, we're playing Fear McGee's uh, special night Thursday on the 9th of November downstairs. Then we are doing a gig in, um, I think, Galway, uh, Friday night. This lads that invited us from this promotion company. Then we're doing Waterford in Electric Avenue. So Galway, we're playing Sally Longs and uh, Electric Avenue in Waterford, Friday the 10th of November. And then in Galway, we are playing uh, not, uh, November the 18th on Sally Longs. That will be uh, Sally Longs, November the 18th. And in the meantime, just about to confirm <clears throat> London, hopefully maybe end of November, London, and hopefully also um, Limerick. That will be early November, playing their venue with, we're just, again, I'm just about to book that with uh, this promoter and hopefully play a, uh, end of the year, early December show in, um, in Chine with some local bands and bring some lads also from Galway or yeah some lads from from outside uh, or even the lads from Lithian Lounge man and 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 Waterford bring them into Dublin because they've been very good to us man every time we go there you know providing us the, the you know facilitating for us the venue and electric avenue you know um getting break loose fans and Lithian Lounge Lithium Lounge fans to go to the gig getting this acoustic gig beforehand before the gig in during the day in this record shop in Waterford I don't know what's the name of the record shop but uh those are the plans in terms of gigs and we have then a music video um we have well the single rebel rebel evil like the devil out now we got a music video that my brother recorded this march this year it's also going to be released on the 6th of october so this will be next week 6th of october a huge artistic music video for rebel rebel evil like the devil then we're recording another music video for our next song next single which is my love is on fire Kind of like this uh, gothic, uh, very beefy and uh, ready, very melodic, HIM type of uh, um, single that's coming out. That thing that's going to that's going to come out next year, and we have another two songs to release, and then hopefully, man, like getting ourselves outside um, of Ireland, going to to London. We got a, 
a promoter there that's going to help us out a few dates and uh, hopefully by next year record and release the album by end of 2024. The first, I mean, our debut album. So that's, um, that's kind of like the, uh, I guess the panorama or like the envisioned how things are <laughs> hopefully gonna, gonna happen. Jesus. He's, uh, he's definitely busy anyway. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like uh, this lad said from, I, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, what's the name of the movie? Um, Sean Shock Redemption. Uh, this man said, mm. um, you gotta, you know, keep, keep, keep busy living or keep busy dying, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And you're definitely doing that. Right. We'll, uh, we'll dive into the last couple. So these are a few fun, random ones, but I'm intrigued to see your answers. I think I know your answers, but we'll see if I'm right. If you could see any performer from history in concert for one night only, who would it be? Well, it's an ob- obvious answer. Like I will, yeah, I would love to see uh, the doors. Um, yeah. The Doors, especially after maybe, yeah, even like early The Doors, 1967-ish, but maybe a little more into their career, 1968 would be a great year, even 1970 to, to see them. And what other um, what other performers? Uh, I would have loved to see back in the day in Brooklyn because my brother lives in Brooklyn and um, we actually met the uh, promoter from, well, the... Uh, He's retired now, but the guy that used to promote type of negative in in this bar called uh, Duffy's in in Brooklyn, great bar. I don't know if you've been to New York, but but, no. but if, if you go to New York, definitely recommend going to Duffy's. It's a it's a it's a metal bar with I mean uh, photos of Rob Zombie, photos of uh, uh, other 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 industrial sort of bands. Um, they're like any Alice in Chains, like photos, like you know, they, they all went there, like it was crazy because oh, New York previously back in the day, a huge scene, man. I don't know what happened after the pandemic, but um, but yeah, definitely would have loved to see um, type of negative Peter Steele. He unfortunately he died mm. in 2010, and uh, yeah, um, that guy, maybe, um, what else? Funny thing, but uh, maybe I think would be the would have been good to see to see those two guys. I guess, gen, I mean, generally considered by the the collective human conscience as the greatest performers um, throughout history, Freddie Mercury and um, Michael Jackson. Mm. Great to see them, yeah. But uh, my personal taste, yeah, my personal taste. I think uh would have loved to see uh the doors and um then yeah I think uh either yeah Velvet Revolver in their early days or if not yeah our man uh Peter Steele from uh, from type of negative yeah and that'd be one hell of a gig yeah and the next one now this is a bit hard but if you had to be locked inside a room with any musician from history who would it be well, definitely, definitely not Mick, Mick Jagger, man. <laughs> right. Definitely not Mick Jagger. Yeah, I think we'll get into a fist fight with him probably. <laughs> but um, uh, any musician, I think um, any is, is musician, or you mean it could be also poet, or maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like, any, any, any. Whoa. Any any person, any person in terms of history, like it could be just any anyone, like any. 
any maybe Aristotle or maybe uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go easy on you. So I normally restrict it to musicians, but anyone in the artistic sort of field, poetry, theocracy, even. Well, I got this man over here tattooed here. Um, oh. So he's not, I guess, what I, I read a lot about him. And uh, I also got him tattooed here, which is my name, but uh, an ancient uh, Macedonian. Alexander the Great, but um, he was just a conqueror, but he was so, he was, well, I guess, his artistic side, because he, he carried a copy of the Iliad and the uh, the, the Iliad every, every I guess, throughout his uh, um, campaign. But uh, yeah, I guess he was not a musician or a, or a poet, but yeah, um, in terms of mindset, Alexander the Great, I think, is uh, one of the, the, I guess, biggest, uh, or even, not even biggest, more, I guess, for me, you know, personally, for me, one of the uh, greatest, um, I guess, um, men that are, are, yeah, human beings, individuals that have existed throughout the history of our human history and the history of time of, of yeah, our, our existence as a, as a species. But um, in terms of musician port, I will definitely... It, 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 it's maybe quite chaotic because I read a lot, of, a lot about him and he was... Uh, he's... Um, he, the life that he had with with, with his partner Arthur Wimbaud, this French poet, he was absolutely chaotic. And again, I definitely end up maybe you know he either would end up killing me or I you know end up in a <laughs> like you know kind of like uh, stabbing each other. But uh, this guy has really changed my way of approaching lyrics and uh, the, the, even the way of like seeing sometimes things. You know, in terms of when I mentioned her earlier in the conversation, going out for a walk and seeing that I don't know at the moon or the stars or seeing that uh, a field there i live in Clontarf, so i usually go down the um down the, down the uh the seafront towards uh there's a lovely place called happy out there towards the beach and um, as you go around the uh evening or maybe during the weekends and uh this guy arthur Rimbaud, i mean he actually has absolutely changed me i mean as as well as i think he changed bob dylan and he changed uh patty smith and uh any other uh, sort of like um, well, I mean, Jack Rock and all the, uh, I guess, um, all the, even like, uh, what's his name? Um, all the people that throughout history has read him, you know, I think this, this lad, uh, if I would like to spend uh, 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 a night with some, or uh, not a night, you said uh, an evening with someone. or locked, four hours locked in a room. Either will be, um, I know Jim Morrison, I mean, he was quite poetic and quite interesting, but I think he was more, I mean, down into earth sort of lad uh in terms of like you know he i think he was a very kind you know, human being bit of a maybe a clown but i was part of a, his theatrical thing you get in it was an alcoholic so that's what killed him at the end uh maybe having a conversation with him could be interesting but um yeah but i mean if, if it was one i mean this guy is french so probably i mean I, I don't I speak a little bit of French, but the, the I guess the conversation had has either to be in Spanish or English, you know. Uh, I mean, sometimes French, even French can be really difficult. So yeah, I would say after Rimbaud, but it's you know, sometimes it's to separate um to separate artists from art, you know, uh, or to not separate artists from art, you know. Um uh I don't know, because there's there's no uh nothing documented from this guy guy apart from his books you know so i actually don't <clears throat> apart from jim morrison you know i've seen interviews from him I haven't seen how this because again this is art his poetry is art so 
you know, it's a different thing to have a perspective of trying to just see how I thought or who was, how he walked, whatever, but by, by re reading his poems. So, um, so I say, yeah, any, any, maybe after Boji Morrison, or would be quite interesting to, to get and have a conversation. Uh, I love, uh, Jack Kerouac also took very chill out, interesting guy, also another alcoholic. So we're probably, you know, any of those lads, even Rimbaud was a total, like crazy, crazy guy, guy experimenting with, you know, consciousness and drugs that, you know, alter your, your states of different states, of, states of consciousness. So any of those three lads probably will get really wasted and then go and go absolutely mad in, in that room and then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sounds fairly dangerous now, I have to say. But you're after intriguing me about him. I think I'm a, I'll, I must get his book or I must look into more about him. I'm type of person that when I come across someone like that, I kind of need to find out every detail about their life, you know? Yeah, man. Even right now, like after this this thing, go to Google like uh, a poem, which will you'll find fa fascinating. It's on page 31. It's a poem called Wandering. This is a poem called Wandering. And it's just, you put there in Google, poem Wandering by Arthur Wimbaud. Read that and you'll be like, you'll be like shit, like the simplicity and the, uh, you know, a 17 year old, 18 year old kid writing that. And I was like, like, what the, what the hell, you know, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have to do that. So, right. The final question. So what song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? <laughs> I love Elton John, man. Elton really? John gets me really emotional. Yeah. My, my mom is absolutely loves him. He's, he's, when I was a kid, I, I grew up with Elton John and, my dad studied in Nashville, Tennessee, and in Utah. It was when he was a young fella. He he brought all this all this music from the states, all the you know all the disco from the eighties, and I think that that was incorporated into my subconscious. Um, you know, back in the day when I was a kid. But um, if I could listen, that will be the 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 track of my life. I love your song by by Jung. It's a it's a song that um that makes me cry it's a song that you know it just you know puts my hair my what you call this you know your your nerves mm. up you know? either that one your song or if not um you mean also like a song to put like in a funeral something or like your your life song you yeah you could look at it that way or say if you were like if it was a movie of your life what song would play over the credits mm -hmm. Oh, that's so hard. The song of your life. Well, to encapture all of your life in a song. Um, actually, I mean, I love the end by the kind of like a very like, a, you know, song for a funeral. But um, Jesus, that's that's such a hard question. And I actually, I actually would, some of Elton John's song, to be honest, songs, you know, his songs. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe any 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 sort of songs from from Elton John because they're very uh, that at least for me he's like the god of music. You know, he's just for me up there in terms of like you know composition, in terms of melodies, in terms of connecting with your with your uh, animalistic ears. You know, you're like whoa. I mean, I, I don't know anyone that said, I haven't heard anyone that says I don't like Elton John. You're like. What? You know, it's, 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 I mean, people, some people don't like him, but um, for me, it's like, then maybe people say, I don't like Beatles. It's like, yeah, okay. Cause sometimes Beatles can, 
beat the Bills can be just, you know, goggle uh, bomb there to spit and, and whatever, you know. But uh, I don't know, Brian, to do, I mean, a soundtrack of my life. Um, Jesus, for now, at least that now being um, in, you know, turn 30, <clears throat> I say now, I mean, in my 20, late 20s was certainly, um, I loved uh, five to one by the doors. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just going to go for your song by, by Elton Johnman. Perfect. Yeah. Has to be that one. So listen, <laughs> Alex, it's been an absolute blast now. I can't tell you how much I've genuinely enjoyed the last hour and bit chatting with you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I mean, too, man, it's been very, like, um, I guess, easygoing and, you know, a spontaneous conversation, which I really like this about interviews, you know, about like, you know, I absolutely appreciate and uh, respect what you're doing because it's uh, for me, you know, this sort of like, it's also for me, I see it as an art because an interview, it's it's some sort, of, some sort of artistic kind of like thing that like, you know, that you, yeah, you ask questions, but you're also, you know, we're, you know, I'm, it's kind of like a conversation that we're having and it's, I don't know, it's you're indicating or you're, 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 you're going into, to an individual's, I guess, um, you know, mind and trying to just like open the mind and see what's in there, you know? So it's, it's, it's that's great. exactly what I enjoy doing it. You know, it's not just sitting here doing a podcast. It's trying to get into the musician's mind and see how yeah. it works. That's what I enjoy about it. It's great, man. I really, I've been following you now that, I mean, since uh i think was since you saw us in rockton you follow us follow you follow you back i've been checking what you've been doing and, and great man I mean, thanks for having us and uh hope i mean that uh all your project goes goes well with the podcast and uh thanks again for having me and and uh all the break loose uh i guess potential fans and fans check us out uh in our upcoming new things and tours and new music
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here.